0: This podcast is not intended for use as psychotherapy. If you feel you are in crisis, please call 911 or contact your local crisis hotline. Hey there, welcome back to Phoenix and Flame. I'm Dana and this is my podcast on pushing through and transforming even when you feel like a pile of ash. A few weeks ago I was sitting in church and listening to a song from Hillsong Worship called I Am Who You Say I Am. It's a really very catchy tune, very good song, good lyrics. But of course, the therapist to me starts thinking about that. And I'm thinking about all of the stories that I've heard over the years about people who get really snagged by... Confusion about who they are and what they're worth. And so I started thinking about, you know, who does define us? Um, I think, obviously, on some level, it starts with our parents. And everybody's parents, I don't care who they are, have got pros and cons. You know, when you're born, you kind of get the grab bag. You don't really know but you know you're going to be born to human beings, so that says something right there. <laughs> you know, the best parents I've heard of still have still have some issues. They're not perfect. And of course, and there's some people that have have parents who really have pretty significant issues that for some reason or another were never really resolved. And those issues end up impacting their children in fairly significant ways. And then when those children grow up, uh, sometimes I end up seeing them in my office. But here's the thing, you know, and like I said, I've heard a lot of stories of some pretty heinous childhoods, but when we get to be adults, we can't really keep blaming our parents for things. Um, It's not that those things disappear. Uh, Abusive things absolutely did happen. But I think it's good news that when we reach adulthood, we have the right to question those things and kind of work out those things for ourselves. Like I said, you know, whether you're parent or parents were unimaginably abusive for decades. And I have heard these stories. There are stories I wish I had never heard. Um, But that's not the way life is, is it? Um, And there's people that have parents that just happen to choose happy hour over being the PTA president. Um, You know, you just got all kinds out there. But if we're adults, then we are now responsible for our own self-concept. How we perceive ourselves is now our responsibility as an adult. And again, I look at that as good news. Because how long is it going to work for you or for someone to continuously tell the stories of how my mama did this and my daddy did this and even if it was really bad even if it lasted for decades okay those are really awful things and if they need to be processed through because I talk to people sometimes they went through some really bad stuff and they never really acknowledged it the best they could do was just try to ignore it and shut it down and hope it just goes away but that doesn't really work that way. If it did, wouldn't that be cool? (laughs) If you could just like shut something down and act like it didn't happen and then magically just doesn't affect you anymore. Man, that'd be pretty cool. But I I really haven't seen many situations where that works very well, especially with pretty significant uh, abuses. You know, as, as an adult, though, we get the right to question things. And to define for ourselves what are we worth? Um, that question is not an easy one to answer. It's quite confusing, actually, for people who have been through some pretty harsh times. And maybe not just their parents. Maybe, you know, they went through some harsh times through elementary school and junior high when, when peers and, and, and fellow students can be pretty hardcore uh, in their insults and criticisms and judgments, and uh, being very exclusive, it'd be pretty hard. Um, and then, if someone had a kind of a hard upbringing to begin with, then that piles on, and then they're kind of set up. It just goes, it's just like a domino effect because then they start viewing themselves as they're not worthy and so then they start behaving like they're not worthy and attracting people to them that treat them like they're not worthy. It just goes on and on and on. You know, trying to define who we are to some people might sound like, you know, okay, that's pretty easy. But for most people, They kind of cock their head to the side and they go, yeah, but Dana, how do we do that? It's kind of like being lost in a dark forest. And you need a compass to try to locate true north to try to find your way out. But let me ask you this. What if there was a person, or more than one person, in your life who causes your compass to malfunction? It's sort of like, if you can imagine, like a plane flying into the Bermuda Triangle. You know, just flying along, everything's working fine in the cockpit, you know, and then, all of a sudden, all the dials, And the gauges, they start flashing and spinning out of control. So then the plane doesn't have any sense of direction or orientation. It doesn't know if it's going north, south, east, west. You don't know if you're upside, upside down. You don't know what's going on. And then the plane is eventually swallowed into that triangle, never to be found again. I'm wondering if there's anyone in your life, or in the life of someone that you know, that is like that, that impacts you that way. Maybe it's several people. Uh, Maybe it's a traumatic memory, or maybe it's traumatic decades that have just slung out all sorts of very hurtful things about your value as a person, or your lack of value as a person. So it begs the question, how in the world do we find our bearings? How do we find true north? How do we make sure that our compass stays on course, so that we can finally find Our way out of that dark and scary forest. Well, for me, I had to find something that I believed to be infallible, trustworthy, never changing, patient, and loving. For me, that person was Christ. That person is God. To be honest with you, I really have little interest in another human being's definition of me because they're just as fallible as I am and they can't really be trusted. I mean, really, nobody. We can't really even trust ourselves. For anyone who's listening, you got to know That even yourself, if you're looking in the mirror and you're being honest, you know that there's times that you haven't even, you couldn't even trust yourself with your own feelings, your own thoughts, your own actions. I mean, if you're somebody that could always trust all your thoughts, all your feelings and all your actions, I want to meet you. Because I haven't met anyone that could do that. Because we're humans, for goodness sake. And also, other people, you know, they're unpredictable. You don't really know exactly what they might say on what day, depending on what mood they're in, depending on what's going on in their life, depending on what triggers they have from their past that they never dealt with. Oh, and also other people, they can be impatient with my faults because as we're growing as human beings and we're learning, we do stuff wrong all the time. We do stuff wrong that later, maybe a week later, maybe a year later, maybe a decade later, we look back and we go, oh my freaking gosh, I cannot believe I did that. I cannot believe I said that. So if I'm looking to somebody that's going to help me understand my worth and my value, I definitely want someone who's going to be patient with all of my many faults. And another issue I have with other people in terms of another person that's going to define me is A lot of people are quite self-serving. If you really just stop and examine another person's behavior, many times you will find that they are going to behave in a way that serves them in some capacity. So you got these, you know, other people running around just like we are. You know, humans, they're fallible. All right we as human beings can't really be totally trusted. We just can't because we're humans. We're unpredictable. We're impatient. We're self-serving. You know, so I don't, I'm not looking to pick from that stew of individuals someone who's going to define me and my value because I don't understand, I don't understand that. That doesn't make any sense to me. It, allowing another human being to define my worth, would be like pinning all of my hope for successful brain surgery on the local florist. Now, she may mean well and give it her all, but on her best day, she could only guarantee me a trip to the morgue because she doesn't know any more about neurosurgery than I do. So, you see, I personally, just speaking for myself, this is my podcast, I'm just speaking for myself, I would rather get my compass, my understanding of True North, from the one who made me. I can trust that compass to show me what I'm worth. And by the way, okay, I can very easily do... uh, Another episode like this that addresses these same issues for those people that happen to be agnostic or atheistic or that are questioning. Because um, I, I know a lot of people that fit those categories and I talk to those people in my practice. And so everybody's got their path. Um, I had just, in this particular episode, was just sharing my choices and why that I made the choices that I made. But I can certainly uh, do another one of these episodes and address this. Like, how would someone go about doing this um, if they did not believe uh, that there was a God? So I can certainly do that moving forward. But anyway, that's about all I wanted to chat about today on worth, self worth, um, and those people in your life that uh, might feel like you've been pulled into their Bermuda Triangle (laughs) as you try to listen to them and try to figure out who you are based on what they're giving you. Anyway, I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day. This is Dana on Phoenix and Flame.